Does everything have a bright side to it? Of course. It doesn't always outweigh the negatives, but everything has a bright side to it. This makes happiness a choice. And here we say that the discipline of being happy is the ultimate discipline. With that said, welcome to the Ultimate Discipline Podcast, where we meet with people who are practitioners of this exact discipline, and we hear their cool stories of cultivating happiness through challenges in their life. I am your host, Sean Greenspan. Let's get to it. Juliana, what's going on? How are you doing today? Good. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. I'm so happy to chat with you. Um, For those who don't know, I met Juliana in such a unique, fun way. I got a phone call from a Maryland, Florida phone number. Yeah. Florida phone number. Like, hi, this is Juliana, like, you know, CEO of like Tech Slice. Like, is this Sean? And I was like, yeah, what's happened? They're like, do you know Marty Hine, which Marty's my best (laughs) friend and ended up being a reference call. I thought it was I was like busy at work. I thought it was going to be four minutes. I think 45 minutes later, we talked <laughs> about business and marketing and all this stuff. Juliana runs a sweet company called Tech Slice, which um, I will let you explain it. But what, what draws me about it is uh, the creativity of it, the legacy you're trying to do. So in a very poor way of explaining it, they take people with great ideas, generally in the healthcare space, and try to bring them to life through software development. And she often partners with them. Um, so she's part of them, you know, part of their journey for the long haul. And, um, you know, it's just, it's so cool. You have roots in, in Maryland and Baltimore, not just cool, because that's a cool connection to me. Like you're working with the community, trying to make a good impact in the world, make actual partnerships, not just quick cash. So that just excited me. We've had a couple other calls and thought it'd be nice to, to hop on here. How'd I do explaining that? Absolutely. You did great. I mean, we, we have a lot going on. I mean, I think the community and mentorship is a core focus of what we do, regardless of, of what vertical it's in. Um, and right now our focus is really in the medical and ed tech sector. So yeah, taking ideation to commercialization. So we are the software implementation arm. We're the doers. We're the behind the curtain uh, yeah. folks who help scale these companies from a software perspective. Awesome. And invest in them from a sweat equity perspective, but that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what made you go down like that that healthcare route? Uh purely accident. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think our overall methodology is really taking all of our expertise and applying it to what we consider uh, legacy verticals. So some, you know, healthcare and education both are are sometimes stuck in the stone ages as far as modernization goes. And there's so much uh, work to be done in those fields. So we really wanted to focus on those two verticals or aspects of um, industry that have a lasting impact on the community and people's health and making the world a better place. So for us, we consider those verticals as the focus for us because we think improving those and modernizing those verticals will make the world a better place. So, so you're trying to take your expertise in software um, and, and, you know, affect the world positively to the, to the best you can, right? You know, that's awesome. Um, I, maybe, you know, it sounds like, I'll tell you, when I'm like pitching someone about my company, it kind of sounds like a little bit of the story that I give because I started working in the power tool space um, for Milwaukee Tools. Shout out Milwaukee Tools. Love the, <laughs> love the company, love the people, love the mission. Um, it didn't, it didn't, after a couple of years, like I learned a lot being in the corporate space, you know, I was like brokering deals with uh, Home Depot, cool experiences, but like, um, it wasn't just like true to my core, right? You know, um, there, it wasn't necessarily good for the environment. Um, I wasn't necessarily passionate about power tools. I will say if one company can make you passionate about power tools, it's Milwaukee, but um, you know, and then that's why I started this company. I was like, I was like, let me start like a fitness company. And I started, I, I tried to start a company to take people on backpacking trips um, where I would take people right like seven days, you know, into the wilderness, whatever. Um, as you can imagine, there's a lot of liability and legal concerns with that. And like the sales process is like beyond a consultative sales process. You know, they, everyone's like extremely worried and they want to hear that you've been in those mountains for 30 years. So I tabled that idea. That's my next business. Don't tell anyone. Um, And, you know, I I realized like, you know, I was like, hey, I can do marketing. Let me try to market with fitness and wellness brands that I enjoy their their 
their mission, right? And how can I expand the impact that they have on the world? Um, yeah. You're, you're definitely a little more on like the healthcare side. I'm, I guess, more on like the fitness, wellness side, um, but there's certainly a crossover in thought process. Yeah, absolutely. And we're more of the, the reactive mm-hmm. side right now. And we, we hope to move more into the proactive side where I, I view everything that you're doing as more of the lifestyle stuff, the proactive things that you know, keep you out of the, the more reactive situations. And, and obviously, you know, we're working with, that's not true across the board. I mean, the stuff that we're working on, it doesn't really matter how healthy you are. It's just if you end up in a ICU, you know, yeah. there for but a number of ways. There's an absolute need for both. Some, some would say that that, you know, reactive side might be more critical. Um, I'll tell you, I just thought of someone I have a, someone who's a very close friend of mine going through his PhD right now. He's actually one of the reasons I started the company because the first client I had was called The Fabulous. And we tried to start a company, um, me, and, me and this guy, Heath, we tried to start a company where we were trying to, he, he, he's a visionary to the max. He's like, I just want to like completely change the healthcare system for like the United States and like, like you know, talking about this stuff. And I remember he told me, he goes, what like what type of job do you get for that? I'm like owner, like that's you're the owner with like that you know vision. So um, we thought the best way to learn was you know research what companies are doing what we're doing today, and we found this company, the Fabulous, that wasn't on the healthcare spot, but they were in the proactive spot. So they're trying to help people build new habits um, into their life that, um, of course, hopefully end up you know saving you trips to the doctor and whatever. Um, but he is someone I just jotted down. I want to connect you with because, you know, he's a doctor. He's a visionary. I think I think you guys would, would have fun at least, you know, chatting a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. I love nerding out. And that's the thing. I feel like most entrepreneurs or you get this like, I feel like I have this magnet effect now when you're in bubbles and you're like, yes, like he gets it. Like, let's go. And everyone's you're like crazy optimistic. You're like, I'm going to make the world a better place. And you look about, you know, look and how you're going to do it. And I think entrepreneurs have this great way to take things that matter to them. And, you know, by creating a business, now you're widening that scope of impact. And our thing is, yeah, how do we build up Baltimore? How do we build up Maryland? How do we build up, you know, how we understand healthcare or the brain and the entire, you know, country or internationally. Um, and you know, five years ago, you told me that I'm like, you're crazy, but I'm like, that sounds cool. Let's try and figure out how to do it. And you know, I feel like I keep just waiting for the next level. I'm like, Oh, that's great. Let's, let's figure out, you know, how, how we can capture consciousness now, or like, let's figure out, you know, this next stage. So, I mean, I think having the, the visionaries and the dreamers to sit down and have that creative time and be like, all right, what's the craziest things that we think we can come up with? <laughs> and somehow we figure out a way to make it happen. <laughs> and it's not always a, like a climb the ladder, you know, it's yeah. not a vertical or like a straight linear kind of roadmap. Hockey stick. It's <laughs> ideally we would love hockey all. stick with a roller coaster. <laughs> all kinds of things. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm thinking more about like a one of those roller coasters, like up, 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 zoom. All the circles. Yeah. Um, that's, you said something, um, I, I can't help jot notes when I talk to someone with energy like you, um, you said the magnet effect of entrepreneurs. I've never thought about it that way, but you know, you, you know, people often people are in entrepreneur groups and things like that. And there's definitely some baseline, uh, baseline thoughts, beliefs, energy, you know, anything's possible that, uh, that is, is magnetic with like entrepreneurs and you know, I almost, I, to be honest, I almost feel like a fraud calling myself an entrepreneur because my company's not where I, where I want it to be yet, but that's, that's neither here nor there. I, I love that. Um, and I want to relate that to the theme of the podcast. So the title of the podcast, right? Happiness, life's ultimate discipline. So, it, you know, and, and I kind of briefed you, you know, about like why, we, why we started the podcast and stuff like that. And it, it's, it's cool to see, you know, like the energy that I feel from you is that, you know, you're chasing happiness through work. And that is almost, I don't want to say chasing happiness, you know, it's funny. I actually don't like the word happiness. I use it because I think it's, it's easy to contextualize, easy to understand, right? Like people, people understand what I mean versus if I used, um, you know, 
enlightenment, awareness, something yeah. like that, right? Um, but tell me, tell me this this loose definition of happiness we have over yeah. here and the work you're doing. Do you do you feel like they're completely connected, or am I missing the mark? No, I mean, oh, <laughs> oh. it's a big one. <laughs> Um, I mean, I think that's a paradox of happiness, right? You're like, oh, people understand it. I really don't think happiness is well understood. It is, I think, arbitrary. It is a mindset. I think it's a combination of things. Um, I had this conversation with somebody the other day where um, you talk a lot about people versus process or um, understanding. Uh, this is going to be a long-winded answer. I love <laughs> it. Up, um, about when you see like these budding entrepreneurs, especially in, in a, a ecosystem, entrepreneurial ecosystem where you're still bubbling up to getting past the seed stage of, of businesses, you see a lot of entrepreneurs and, and advice coming from, from the senior level folks who maybe already made it. And they're coming down to these new budding entrepreneurs saying, hey, all you need to do is focus on one thing. People are dynamic. And I think people forget that. So whether it's a new entrepreneur or a, a senior serial entrepreneur, you are a dynamic person with dynamic interests and you have multiple skills and those skills can be intertwined and built upon each other. Mm -hmm. I think the same is true for happiness, right? It's not a one size fits all solution. It's not like, Hey, if I'm doing this one thing, it's saying, how am I still engaging? And for me, happiness is when I see the results of my work, when I have a challenge and I'm able to prove myself the imposter syndrome inside wrong right and say hey i was able to achieve that and i was able to make a difference and i i can see the results of our efforts not only like in our community but just generally like hey this is changing the scope or landscape of what's going on so in a way work i is very much tied to my happiness and you know it's a very dangerous place to be but i think it's more fulfillment and me being a curious person or a curious learner and i think that's important to um, our business and everything we do. I talk to my team and my business partner. I'm like, the second this becomes fun, I don't want to do it anymore. Like it should always be fun. Like, even if it's challenging and hard and we're in the muck and like, not everything's perfect. Right. It's super important to me that we're approaching this with a side of curiosity of like, Oh, this is still really cool. This is a challenging problem. Like, how do we overcome that? The second you lose that mindset, it's, it becomes transactional, it becomes something different, something else. Mm -hmm. And I never want to lose that aspect of fun and loving what we do. And I know that's a super cliche thing, but if we're not actively having fun solving these problems, then what are we doing? Like we need to shift our focus somewhere else. And, um, I think it's really important that when I think of happiness, it's, did I leave something here that I'm proud of? Did I leave a legacy behind that? I can be like, I have to feel like I did something. And for mm -hmm. me, like that would make me happy. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I've heard I've heard people um, talk about happiness, or I should say success. Like the definition of success is the um, the progression towards a predetermined ideal. So it doesn't mean that you accomplish something. It's that you have this this ideal, this goal, this thought that that is predetermined, right? You're taking time to consider why you want to chase it and then you progress towards it um and you know that that is how i heard someone talk about success and whether you know i'm not saying success equals happiness but you know they're definitely they they are you know interrelated right people that are productive and you know um, acting upon their beliefs are certainly are certainly happy i mean lots of studies show that and what what excites me about you is what you just said about curiosity. So curiosity is a, is a powerful word. Most of us repress curiosity to the maximum. And it honestly, I do it. Everyone does it a little bit, but to stay curious, I think you need to have high level awareness because uh, I'll tell you yesterday, I was a little bit overwhelmed and it, it got me into, I'm very fortunate to say a rare funk, but I was in like a little funk for like an hour or two in the middle of the day where I just kind of felt like what I have all this going on. And I took a step back and I said, like, let me go back to my goals. And as an entrepreneur, we're very lucky that our life goals and our business goals can collide, right? 
So I looked at my goal and how I'm using this business to achieve my goal. And I realized what I'm doing is deep, deep, deep down in the weeds, but it's, it was a, a tactical thing that's going to support, you know, like a strategy that's going to help me achieve an objective that's going to help me reach this mission, right? Like I was down in the weeds and I didn't have that, that overarching awareness of like, you know, this is helping me solve the problem. Yes. You know, this is hard work, right? I was doing like deep research that I was just kind of getting fed up with because I couldn't find anything, but you know, like that's, that's part of the journey. Um, and, you know, I think there's, I don't know. I think there's like an awareness that needs to go into be curious. Do you, do you find when you're in the weeds, sometimes it's like really difficult to, you know, keep that high overarching awareness? Yeah. I mean, I think that is a challenge for everyone, right? Regardless of entrepreneur or not. Um, Absolutely. And when you were talking, it just reminded me of like going back to the why. I think that's borrowed from somebody, but I think it's really useful. And if you want to sum me up and basically like, and know everything about me, there is to know. Um, my thing is at the end of the day, my why is like, I want somebody to know that, that I was here and for a positive reason. Um, so that legacy of, Hey, I did something or I, I was here. That, that is yeah. my why. Like I was here and it it's for a positive reason, whatever that is. And the second, you know, just about me day to day, I'm basically Dory, like just keep swimming yeah. <laughs> mixed with a toddler, but why? <laughs> and that is all you need to know about me day to day. <laughs> Dory mixed with a toddler. That's fun. Um, you got, you got to You got to color. <laughs> Lots of color. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say probably, uh, probably clashing colors with a toddler. You, yeah. um, you, you, you got to keep swimming. Like you, you got to, and you gotta, you gotta like the swimming too, but you know, always asking why I find, yeah, I find that, uh, if I don't set aside time weekly, if not even more regularly to revisit, um, my overall business plan. And I don't mean redo my business plan. I mean, revisit it, look at it, understand the mission and some key objectives and just make sure, you know, there's a great quote out there from um, someone I used to work with that said, focus wins and just make sure I'm focused, right? Because it's really easy. You know, someone sends you an email, you get an idea that takes you on this other idea, you know, strand. It's like, whatever, yeah. that's cool uh, at home, on the couch, on a weekend, like when you're just kind of thinking or taking a run and you feel like thinking about your business or whatever, but you know, it's definitely, uh, you definitely have to have to you know stay stay focused and stay sharp there i want to say one thing you said uh you're talking about like uh starting with the or like understanding your why and you're like you borrowed that from someone every thought is borrowed <laughs> from someone every thought is you know a building block on someone else's there are thoughts right because yeah. i find i know you're an avid reader um and i i find like when i read a book that that i love I don't know why I just get a good feeling in my gut. Keep reading this. Yeah. Or when you're done, reread it, whatever. Yeah. It's generally, I can look at almost everything in there and say, I knew that before, but I didn't like understand it. I didn't yeah. like realize it. Or I, I, I didn't know a good example of it. And this is a good example. You know what I mean? Like, Isn't that crazy? That is, it is the most surreal thing when you're like, oh, I read this five years ago and, and it just clicks now. And now you're in a space where it really resonates and hones and you're like, click. And, and it's just a surreal thing that continues throughout life. I, I, I think that's so much fun when that happens. You're like, oh my gosh. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, um, I had a woman named Lauren K. Fritz on. She, she's a, a, she does breath work. And she was talking about how a, a specific type of breath can help you be in the zone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Except <laughs> she, she does all sorts of cool stuff. She's awesome. Um, and today, this morning, I, I was I was in the gym and I was doing the breath work while doing the exercise, and I just found like I was able to persevere through like you know more sets, more reps, that type of stuff with with like like with a, a playful curiosity of like what does it feel like to get five more reps versus like usually my mindset is in a spot of just like, like, fuck this shit. So heavy, like, <laughs> or whatever, you know, and I'm just like, I'm like, like, you know, Oh, I feel pain. Like I'm going to stop. Right. And, you know, 
it's not like like breath work like what it does to like you know just like get you into like the, the flow the mindset it's not like that was new to me i actually i completely knew her exact breath work technique i've done it before and i just lost it and then like it came back and now it's like you know i want to do it every single time i enter the gym or enter before conversations all sorts of stuff yeah that brings up a good point where i think the breath and mind and body are so interconnected and i think breath work and again i i'm completely ignorant on breath work but i just know from whenever I had control over my breath, like when I was running or competing or doing anything or just in general day-to-day life, I felt like I could exercise my mind and people forget your mind is a muscle as well. So whether Mm -hmm. that's creative time, um, regardless, focusing and being intentional on how you're exercising your brain. And it sounds so weird, uh, but I realize that actually adds to my overall outlook. It helps me have clarity of mind, peace of mind of like when I'm going into the decisions, right? Not to get stuck in the weeds. Like I can process the weeds so much faster and then say, okay, here's what can be additive to this or compound this towards our goal. And it, it, it's a whole different mindset shift in, you know, flexing your, 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 your brain. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I'm taking I'm taking notes over here because uh, one, I forgot you're a runner. Want to bring that up? But did I tell you I'm writing a book? No, what? Do tell. Spill the tea. Uh, let's if if I'm writing a book and we're comparing it to a marathon, I'm like lacing up my shoes um, to to get going. <laughs> I'm like I'm like getting my electrolytes in before stretching, getting loose. Do your pre workout. Yeah. Right. Right now I have like, uh, I think 107 Google docs of just like, blah, blah, blah. and, yeah. uh, there there's, and then there's one Google doc. That's the, the outline of it. I think I need to hire like a writing coach or something. Cause this is, someone needs to wrangle this in, but one of the chapters that I, that I want to write is called, um, why do people play more than they practice? And what I mean by that is I'm, so I'm going to relate to sports. That's just what I can relate to. Um, let's say I'm a professional athlete, basketball player, and I'm going out to play a game that I'm getting paid millions of dollars to play. I'm not going to play unless I've been practicing my dribbling, my defense, right? My shot, everything like a million times over. Like I would say, you know, practice what 10, 20 times more than you play. Um, but yet in, in life, people just jump into shit like with, without, like, you know, they think they can just, you know, manage their, their emotions or their mindset, like you were talking about without building that up like a muscle. Um, and they, you know, I, I, I think, um, I think like awareness, right? Like people, talk, there's ways to train your mindfulness, you know, meditation is a, a, a popular one. People are like, oh, why can't I just do this? And it's like, when do you practice, you know? And they expect to be able to do it in a, a business meeting or whatever. Um, I don't know. That's a, that's like a theme that, that I've actually, I actually started thinking about as, as you were talking about flexing that, that mind muscle. (laughs) I think that builds consistency and that's a big thing. The practice builds consistency. I mean, I think there is so much value and and context matters. It's huge, hugely important here in this discussion, but um, you know, I I think there is value to both approaches, right? Just like there's value to both reactive and and proactive approaches to to health. Um, There's benefits of just jumping in, you know, in software, mm-hmm. we call it like proof of concept or MVP or just going in there and figuring out what you need. And then you can yeah. go back to the practice field and do that. And the people who, like you said, so I don't want to discourage anyone from just jumping in there and Definitely. getting dirty and failing and falling flat on their face. Like that's part of the fun, right? Like you can laugh about it and be like, Oh, if I actually, and that's, part of, that's part of the trigger to start the practice, right? You know, exactly. like you got to fail. Yeah. Like I, and you mentioned running, I haven't actually, worked out forever. Like I, once I was done and I didn't compete, I, I, I would go on spurts, but I wasn't very consistent with it. Mm-hmm. And I was really focused on, you know, more on the, the tech side and, and this, you know, career aspects. And I let a lot of the things, you know, running is fun to me. Running is super important to me. It was my Zen. It was, it was everything to me at one point. And that all kind of fell by the wayside. I went to a workout class by, um, this, this woman, Shana, who's like part of one of our partners here. And she's like, just come to class, like, check it out. I had 
worked out in forever. It was the first time. And again, I can push myself and I did like the 90 minute big room yoga. I'm like, fine. It, it's, you know, stretching plus Pilates. Like I got this, like I've done bar before, like let's go. So I was like a dabble workout person and, but not really regimented. I went to her class. I, this is the first time, literally first time in my entire life. I had to leave the workout class early. I could not finish. And I was like, I'm going to throw up. I have never thrown up from a workout. And like, I've yeah. pushed myself. like, again, do you want, like I was, <laughs> I've been at it, it's, but yeah. we, it, it, we I, it, every, every human does it right. And like, you've been, you know, don't beat yourself up. You've been crushing it in so many other areas, like in your life, but it just, um, it, it's kind of going back to like the theme, why the word discipline is in the, the theme of the podcast, because there it's use it or lose it, I think is with everything in life. I don't, I think uh, we're, we're talking before about Dan Millman in that book. He says the three rules of life are humor, paradox, and change. And to me, change is the, is one of the most important because nothing stays the same. It's going up or down. You're getting in better shape or worse shape. Your business is growing or it's not like your business month to month, week to week is never static. No businesses, you know, outflows and inflows are, are always changing. Um, and you know, that's, that was a realization. I had one of those realizations from like the books, um, that, you know, one of those things like you, you said you read and then you figure out years yeah. later. Clicks um, like, yeah, I was I, there. I was doing some, some like mindfulness practice and I, I really started to feel an overwhelming sense of calm and, and gratitude in every situation. So what I do, I stopped. It's like, cool. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, I nailed it. It's like, yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> um, but, uh, actually, there's a, there's a guy in the vol Rafi Kant says that, you know, everyone should meditate for 20 to 30 minutes today, unless you're really, really busy doing important stuff, you know, that, that, you know, has like high implications, then you yeah. should meditate for one to two hours a day. <laughs> yeah. There was something where I was really productive. Um, I get my coffee or tea or sometimes just have something in my hand. And that was just my habit, like have water, whatever it is. I get into work, go out and early, like set up my workspace. Right. And then I would leave. And they're like, where are you going? And my form before I started my company, they're like, where are you going? They'd make fun of me. Cause I had my whole, like, I was so extra at this job. I brought in my own little carpet rug, my little area. Rug. I just like, <laughs> I, I had it. <laughs> I was very extra. But I would set everything up. I'd get my papers in order, like set up my workstation and I'm like, all right. And then I would leave and I'd go for a walk, like just walk around the building and I would just think. So for 15 minutes, like that was my time block, turned off my phone and just walked and looked up at whatever trees or whatever. And sometimes just did laps around the parking lot and said hi, but I never got into like a conversation. And that's how I started my day. And I was so consistent. Like if I did that, that was my one thing that Monday through Friday, or even sometimes Saturdays, I was so that is beautiful. That it's what? just it's one thing, like one habit. What sparked that? Did, um, I'm sure that doesn't sound like something you read or heard. Sounds like an intuition thing that you just needed to like move the body, clear the mind. Yeah. It's like, look, I'm in dress pants and like flats. Like I'm not going to sit here and run. I didn't have time to work out or was too anxious or stressed or whatever the case may be. And it was just a good reset. Like, here's what I need to do so I can like attack the day. Because, you know, when you're dealing with recruiting and talking to all these people, you're, you're kind of getting everyone's energy not to sound, you know, you have a lot coming at you. So it's like, all right, how do I evaluate everything and categorize and, and attack? It, it just gives you more of like a reset. You're not a clean slate. So you're not bringing any baggage. You're just like, I'm here. And, and what yeah. It, it, it gets, it gets you, it gets going. Did you try to think about work? Did you try to think about not like anything, whatever just naturally? No, I just tried not to think about any, like in general, it's it wasn't experience. like, don't think about nothing, think about nothing. I was just like, all I know is I'll set up my stuff. I can think about stuff, but once I'm out that door, I'm just going for a walk. Yeah. And I had no expectations, no agenda. I was just like, I have 15 minutes and I'm out the door. And I would just like, do, do, do. Oh, here's yeah. a deer. <laughs> oh, yeah. here's that cool piece of grass. And I would just walk and there's no agenda. And I felt like that was thinking about it back on it. I'm like, I would love to do, I, I try to do like yoga in the middle of the day. And I'm trying to do all the, like trying to 
find something else where I'm like, all right, I need to get this back in, in a rotation. But sometimes I feel like, okay, just coming in here. Oh, I can go walk. Like bringing that back is the easiest, most consistent thing for me. Mm-hmm. So I think just bringing that back. <laughs> now that I think about it, I was like, oh yeah, this is what I've been trying to search for. <laughs> yeah. I, I find with habits, doing them at the beginning of things, right? Exercise, beginning of the day, your 15 minute walk before you jump into it. Cause you have the most control then, right? You know, you might set up time, you know, not to say you can't set up time, like in the middle of the day for yoga, of course you can. It's just a little more difficult, right? Like you might have a meeting go long or, Hey, a big client might ask for a proposal and you're like, you know what? I'm going to scratch it today, but it's justified today. It's justified because of this, right? It's like, yeah, that does not work for me. If I don't do it in the morning or like make it part of my routine in the morning, it's not going to happen. Got to win the morning. I find, I find winning the morning. Um, some people that, that know me well know, like I'm almost a little bit obnoxious about it. Um, and I honestly, I have to be, cause I have to, it's still hard for me. It's still hard for me to wake up in the morning. So like, I have to be like rah, rah to myself, you know? <laughs> um, and, uh, but what I find is, so I try to, I try to wake up at four fifteen every day and I value sleep quite a bit. And what I find is if you just don't negotiate that four fifteen alarm, it's coming. And there's a four sixteen and a four seventeen too. If you decide to hit snooze, it's coming, yeah. right? Yeah. It changes your priorities because uh, at eight fifteen at night, when I feel when I try to go to bed, try to get eight hours. If I feel inclined to to scroll on social media, look at Netflix, I'm like, dude, that alarm's coming. Like yeah. my that that's my one rule is not to negotiate with myself, right? You can't if you're setting those standards for yourself. Like I, I think that is a really important thing that people miss setting those rules and standards and like the non-negotiables boundaries for yourself also reflect on how other people treat you like if you can't respect your own boundaries why would somebody else respect your boundaries right you're setting the rules of how they view you and how they can engage you right if you don't have that standard for yourself like i think self-standards and boundaries are super super important (laughs) that's the that's the snippet right there that 20 second snippet Everyone watch this podcast with Juliana, this, that <laughs> snippet right there. You're so right. Because um, I've, I've realized that, uh, you know, people, we all naturally waste time, um, distract ourselves from what's important. That, that's just natural, all of us, especially me. <laughs> um, and I realized like, if you like make it clear, not like, you know, naturally, but you make it clear to yourself, right. That like, I'm like, like I have a little integrity over what I say to myself and I, and some, a little bit of discipline, people start to treat you with that. It's, you know, it's the, you know, they come to you and want to make sure, Hey, this time's valuable. You know, I want to make sure I'm focused when I speak with Juliana. Right. You know, like I understand that she's, and it's not just from status, right. It's not just because you're the CEO. It's yeah. because you carry yourself with respect because um, I think, you know, I don't think status goes a long way, especially anymore. Something I, I enjoy about 2022 is, you know, barriers are getting knocked down. People aren't scared to chat with whoever. <laughs> no. And that was the thing too. I mean, it's funny. I mean, we can, we alluded to kind of imposter syndrome earlier in the, the podcast and that's a whole nother rabbit hole, but I never, it's, it's funny. People see me as a CEO. I don't even really see myself as a CEO. Like I think throughout my career, And even now I just see myself as a person. I see everyone else as a person. Like there's not really this whole hierarchy for me, Um, but maybe that's just me. I mean, I feel like some people are intimidated to come up and talk. I'm like, why? I'm the same person. Like, yeah. sometimes like how some people realize, like they don't, they don't realize that they're aging. You're like, I still feel like I'm in my twenties. What's going on? (laughs) Right. Well, I, um, I think it could reflect some, some insecurities on individuals because I remember I used to make it a point. So when I worked at uh, Milwaukee tool, I made it a point that twice a month I'd walk into the president's office and twice a month I'd walk into the president of my business unit's office. Um, and that was my goal. And then the side note was don't waste their time. Yeah. So if I was going to walk in, it was in a new idea that I vetted out. And I, I, I just wanted one second to get your idea, your thoughts on this, right? I was, it wasn't, you know, hey, hey, how's your day? Like, <laughs> really, it's not I mean, wasting my time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, so they treated themselves well and I wanted to be surrounded by them and I was going to try to like 
like you know they weren't just the present right they they really treated themselves well and treated others well um and you know so like that that's one thing that like i found because i do remember when i started this this was later in my career i do remember when i started i had that same ambition where like i'd walk into my boss office all the time and be like hey man how the kids like whatever and like i started to realize like you're, you're literally you're being nice but overall you're 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 detracting from his life like you're being more of a distraction than you are a value um and and you know that's where it kind of like clicked and then you know it makes you check yourself right like okay i need to come in with like some predetermined idea like you know something like that yeah i mean again contacts matters like especially in work like you're in work mode that that's very different versus like just meeting somebody off the street you know with no agenda but yeah Something that served me really well throughout my career and continues to to this day is I always try and be mindful of somebody else's perspective. And the danger there is, you know, making too many assumptions. So there's mm-hmm. a fine balance there. It's saying, hey, you, you know, you're running a business, you're marketing, you're trying to grow your client base, you're in a, a the proactive kind of health wellness genre. Like, what can I do to add value to you? You'll understand your perspective. So it's from almost like a uh, econ point of view. It's yeah. what is your, your, you know, uh, behavioral economics kind of, what, what is your incentive? What's your angle? What's your perspective of yeah. what might be important to you? What are your personal goals? Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe you don't, you want to, you, you don't want to be doing this forever. You want to be so successful and have this while running like a well-oiled machine. So then you can move off to your backpacker adventure, mindfulness retreats, right? And how do we get there? You know, so it's understanding everyone's different angles, right? And understanding it's not all about you. It's understanding what might be anything. It comes into empathy and maybe mindfulness or keeping just being, I think, respectful of that person's time, because that's the one resource that you don't get back. So I really appreciate that when people are mindful of, of time and, hey, I'm being added to your life, right? Like I'm using this time in a productive way versus, you know, I mean, again, it's different if somebody off the street, but if, especially in a business context, it's, are you being additive to us yeah. achieving goals or, um, you know, can I help you out here? Or is this an education mm-hmm. opportunity or mentor opportunity? Um, but it's understanding what the, the end goals are of that person on the other side, I think are really important in, in all interactions, internal, external. Yeah, for sure. I love what you said about perspective. I find a lot of like a lot of times we lose perspective, right? Think about if you're if you're in like you know a sales like prospecting mode, right? Like, and you want to reach out to someone, like you got to reach out to someone in a way that's going to like help and be valuable to them. Or if if you bring up like a negative, do they even understand like the the the, the what we're what we're like talking about? You know, it's something that's, we're all self-centered. I find myself so naturally self-centered, which is not fun to admit, but it's how I think, you know, I'm thinking like, how can I do this? What is my thoughts on this versus, you know, and I, I try to hold that perspective. So I'm going to take that energy you gave me and, and try to do that. That'll be a focus for the day. Now, when I talk <laughs> to anyone, think about their perspective. Um, so I, I don't want to, I don't want to focus just on entrepreneurs in this conversation, but that is one thing that we have in common. And you said, you talked about time as a resource we can't get back. Um, this is something I've, I've thought about quite a bit. Um, when I look at resources, what we have, I look at about like three things. I look at that we have time, we have energy, and we have money. It's a bummer. We have to toss money in there. Um, or, you know, whatever, but it is right. You know, whether, you know, any sort of, you know, um, commodity, I guess, but you know, time, time, energy, and money. And I, I realize it seems that most people value money, then energy, then time, right? The first thing that, that, well, I should, when I, I need to contextualize my word value, (laughs) when I say value, so I think people think they value the exact opposite time, then your energy, then money. When I think, when I think about what somebody values, it's not what they tell me they value. It's what their actions indicate that they value. So that's what I mean by value. I don't mean, you know, they, they think money is more important than time, but it's, it seems like a lot of people focus on, on money and then like energy, like they want to conserve and preserve their energy. And, you know, like, 
you know, by, by sitting on the couch and watching TV and don't, they don't care if 90 minutes or three hours go by, right? Social media, right? Like these things are, are free and low energy, but big time. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I know I'm sure you haven't like thought about it like that. That's my weird little like thought of like our three resources, but, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, how do you, how do you protect your time? Because I think that's important to, you know, you know it, because you can't be selfish, but you do need to protect it to prioritize. I, so the truthful answer is I didn't for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I saw the effects of that, which weren't necessarily great. <laughs> and it, you know, hurt me in a lot of ways. Um, so I think just from lessons learned, um, my daughter lit a fire under me. So with her, I mean, again, personal does affect business and business affects personal. Um, I think those are very closely tied to my why, right. Where I feel like, all right, here's what I want to do. Here's my why. And I have limited time to achieve that. So I'm hyper-focused on, um, I am very protective of my time now and I guess how I do it is it's one of the non-negotiables for me. It's saying, you know, I built a team, I I have good partners. I've set up the foundation so I can have that time back. Um, And of course there's always things that drag me into it, but work will always be there. My daughter and me won't, we're not going to have that time back. So for me um, in a business context, you know, I'm like, all right, if I have the next, you know, 13 to 16 years before she's out in the world, maybe sooner, (laughs) depending on our genes, Um, you know, then if, you know, it takes assume five years for those changes to take effect in the world, you know, from what we outlay, I really have the next five years to get shit done. (laughs) So for me, and when you talk about developing, especially in our business, new businesses or, or software, I'm like, okay, you take one to three years. So I have to be super selective of like the clients that we take on the opportunities we're taking on. Mm -hmm where I spend my time and energy and how much energy I'm pouring into those. But when it comes to energy, I feel like same thing with curiosity, it's contagious. So like, I've got energy to burn, like, let's go. I will never have a problem. And with it breathes more energy. People think yeah. you have this finite energy. I, all right. I, I, I'm probably, I, well, first I of all, my team you. doesn't let me drink caffeine some days. <laughs> good. good. <laughs> um, now nah, caffeine, caffeine's fine for you. That's, that's great though. What I'm hearing is that you know, like with a, with a daughter, it's like, you're putting yourself into these positions where you understand I'm going to have to perform, right? Like I need to perform. I have now it's not just for me. It's for my daughter, right? It's like, I think about it when I quit my job, I once heard the only thing more addicting than uh, heroin and nicotine is a biweekly paycheck. And I, the same thing, I've always been frugal. And I was like, Oh, like, I want to know exactly how much I'm going to make every other Friday. Um, when I quit that, it was kind of like, again, I'm still uh, very, you know, like financially, like I, I try to be focused and, and, you know, careful with my money. I don't love the word frugal, but I would say I'm on that side. And I'm like, you know, so I just, ju- you jump in and then you have to perform. Um, it's like skiing. We were talking about skiing and snowboarding yeah. last time, just go down the hill and, and yeah. it, it forces you to sharpen your focus and enter that Zen moment that you talked about. What excites me about energy energy of those three is the one that I feel the most close to self-actualized in. And the reason is I feel I can create energy. And this, that is an area that I, I hope to spread with people. Like I, I have, I have family members that like, like exercise is like core to me, as you can tell that ask, like, like, how do you have, how do you have the energy exercise? I'm like, don't you realize like exercise and eating well, like create more energy. Yeah. This creates water, creates more energy. Talking to people like you. Yeah. Hang on, Textilize. There you go. That's a sweet little water bottle. To have like a little screw on top. It's carbon, yeah, it's carbon neutral too. Carbon neutral, baby. Textilize. Get your carbon neutral water bottles. <laughs> is there a smiley face on the bottom? Yeah, there is. Nice. Love it. So everyone can everyone can see you smiling. It's like me out on the back. There you go. It, but it's a, I don't know. I, I think, I think energy is one of, one of the most beautiful things. I'll tell you that same guy who I'm going to introduce you to um, that I mentioned in the beginning, he once told me about how he spends his time. 
he says it ha- happens subconsciously, but he enters a conversation and he understands I'm going to give this person all my energy, my focus, everything I got. And quickly, if they're not reciprocating that energy and this conversation is an energy drainer, then I decide, is it exit. worth it? <laughs> what would you say? Exit left. Exit left. Yeah. You know, is it worth it? And, you know, he, uh, there, there are some ex- exceptions, right? I don't know. You're having a difficult conversation. You're supporting a family member, friend, employee, whatever. Sometimes we got to, we got to give more than we get, but you know, yeah, basically he's like exit left, right? If I'm just talking to someone who's draining, but if someone's going to give you that energy back, even if there's no agenda to the call, this is my advice. People take the conversation, stay in it. Like that is like what life is about. Yeah. And there's some people too, like in your life or even business partners or like I I called somebody this morning, I'm like running around and I just did a reset. I'm like, Hey, this person makes me happy and smile. Like when I talked to him and I did like five minute cool. I'm like, all right, cool. I feel like jazzed up for the day. Get to talk to Sean later. I'm really excited. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Energy is less of a problem and energy dictates your time. I think, you know, managing your time again, that are they um, additive or if they're, are they a detractor? I mean, that can be a good rule of thumb to like manage your time. Right. Yeah. Um, of course there's exceptions, but I think when you set up, what's, I guess, if I were to give somebody advice, if you were to set up on time management, it's less, you can always create roles and tools and systems to, to organize that. Mm-hmm. But I think what it, to hold yourself accountable to that, to, you know, actually have those systems work for you and not fail within a short period of time and fizzle out is really figure out what's important to you and have that non-negotiation like mindset of, okay, this is what I'm going to prioritize and spend my time and energy into. Yeah. So you're, so what you're saying is, you know, yeah, tools and whatever might be useful maybe to kind of get started more, but um, really you need to understand what you value, what you prioritize and, and kind of try to go off more intuition than anything. Yeah. Or just, it goes back to your why. Right. And then once you have that and you have the hard, fast rules, it'll be very clear what should be a priority and what you should just be spending your time on and not that kind of guides the rest of it. (laughs) Yeah. That's it's beautiful. And I mean, you say it, you know, what you say it so simply, which means you spent a lot of time thinking about it and working on it because um, if you know, that that's, that's to me what genius is when someone can simplify a complex topic, right. And shows that, you know, there's a lot of effort behind it. I like to call that stuff inner work, right? Um, I generally sit down with a whiteboard, write like my whole life plan out. And then once I think I get it, I erase and I fix it right when I get perfect, generally stare at it for a little and then erase it and never look at it again, <laughs> because I just like to get it out there into the world. But um, do you mind me asking like what your quote unquote inner work like looks like? like some people meditate journal, some people there's no formal practice. It's just kind of something they think about? Yeah. Um, my... Well, it's clear your, your why. You didn't just be like, oh, this is my why, right? Like, yeah. Some other. A lot of crying was involved. <laughs> Good. Crying's great emotion. <laughs> a lot of crying. Um, I'm supposed to be at a, a little tour going on here too. Sorry, no, no you're good. You're good. Yes. Yes. I'm going to come up and say hi in a second. We're <laughs> in a podcast. Whoop, whoop. Um, so I think for me, it was figuring out what I really wanted. Right. I feel like I lived my 21 lives out of whatever seven or nine you're supposed to have. And it's like, (laughs) all right, I'm here. What am I going to do? Like, what is important to me? And um, we talked a little bit about like writing things down and holding yourselves accountable. When I have like my literally take a spiral notebook, I don't know why this is my thing, rip it up, like write down my things on like, you know, in pen or paper. And I rip it out and I'm like, this is my random janky piece of paper. I'm like, this is what I'm holding. And it's like my private thing. And I'm like, this is what I'm holding myself accountable to. And they might just be random things like create a fashion line, write a book, (laughs) write a poem, whatever the case is, publish a poem. It's those are like the random little things I want to do, but the inner working is like, okay, why is this important to me? Um, And I think writing things down, for me was the biggest thing 
um, understanding, sitting down and just like outside or in a place where I felt like I could sit and think clearly, like setting up that environment and saying, what do I really want out of life? And what do I want mm. for my daughter? What, what is important to me? And there's times in those sessions where like, I don't really know. Right. And I say like, I want to be remembered. And what does that look like? I don't know. Right. But I know I want to do it with love and I want my daughter to have a great experience on this earth. And I want her to be loved. And, um, you know, I write down the things that I'm curious about, or that would make me happy, quote unquote, or, you know, and write that on my ripped out piece of paper. And then I tape it to a wall somewhere or like put it in a folder that only I know where it is. Right. Um, and I just, even if it's sitting in that folder, I'm like, I know it's there. And that kind of guides, you know, like, I don't know the things in life that are super important to me are the moments it's, which goes back to time, right? Moments and memories. It's those connections that like the electron, you know, hitting something else. It's that combination of that experience, whatever that, you know, you quantify that as that's important to me. Um, and so whatever I can do, you know, I feel like that's intentional setting up those interactions and moments are intentional and, you know, having that clarity of mind for yourself and, and being selfish in that, I think is really important for you to show up as your best self and be able to create the things that are important to you, like actualize those throughout your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like that's really abstract. That might be a long way. So I think it comes down to sitting down, being honest with yourself, ripping yourself apart and writing things yeah. down. No, abstract abstract is is good um and then you know obviously practical is too and what i'm hearing is get first of all getting quiet right like not yeah you know, taking taking some time for yourself i actually put that today um from like my goal is to be done work by three today so i'm going to go to take a walk or go to a coffee shop I'm gonna bring a little journal with me i'm not gonna have a cell phone i'm not gonna i'll probably be off the grid for a while and i I don't know why I need it. I don't have a goal. I just like, I just need it. You know what I mean? Like you just yeah. need it. Um, but uh, no, I, I love the concept of taking time, getting quiet and putting it out into this world. And um, I think that's just a great place to, you know, wrap this up. I, you know, Julianne, I feel like we can, we can keep, <laughs> keep the banter going for a while. I did want to tell you, I'm going to be in Baltimore. Uh, the end of May, beginning of June, I will mark on my calendar. I promise reach out. We'll grab lunch or something. Um, and, uh, I just wanted to thank you. We talked a lot about time and energy. Thank you for your time and energy today means a lot that having that, a discussion that went down that route, I started realizing like she's given me her time and energy. So thank you for that. No, again, the, the moments and memories and interactions, I mean, those are important. And I think we clicked right off the bat and, um, you know, valuing, entrepreneurship and making the world a better place. And I think there's, you know, that's a good place to spend energy on, right? <laughs> With Definitely. other people who are like-minded on, on, on making the world a better place. So thank you again for the time and consideration and, and hosting me today. Oh, absolutely. With that, we're going to sign off. Thank you everybody for listening. Bye. Thanks, Sean. <laughs>